I think you can tell by the airplane, the screaming, the birds, the crickets. We're on the, the podcast porch. Hi, it's Some Antics with Krisha and Frank. And there's someone yelling like a yard away. We can't see them. Yeah. But if we just... I think they might be over in Mark Jennings' neighborhood. Are they? Yeah. Well, there are dogs barking and someone begins screaming. But, uh, confession at the top of the show. Hello. Um, I've been having allergy sinus issues. Yeah. And today, I woke up, and you know if you go swimming and you get water in your ear? Yes, that And you can to me. hear yourself talking? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's something well, I hear under. myself talking even when I'm not talking. Well, no. <laughs> no, you know how, like, you ring in your ear? Yeah. That like weird oh, sensation. I've got it in my right ear, so I've got this weird ringing thing going on. Tingling, ringling. No, like if I close my ear and I tap right here, it goes. Is it related to your tinnitus? Yeah. Tinnitus. How do you yeah. say that? Tinnitus. Tinnit. Ti- ti- yeah. Tinnitite. So, I am outside. There's pollen everywhere, and I feel fine. Uh huh. When I go to the radio station mm-hmm. for my day job. I walk into that room and I haven't talked, you know, for a little while. And then I start talking. All of a sudden, I'm like this. My first several segments are like, "Hey, everybody, how are you?" Well, let's rock be and roll. Honest. When they came and redid the air conditioning a couple years ago, and all of the ceiling was falling down into the building, of how many years of dust, right? And as best as grime and terribleness. I have a, a mold and mildew allergy because when I was tested. They said, well, you've got a mold and mildew allergy, and you've got the standard pollen hay fever. We can treat you for one or the other, but not both at the same time. You'd have to do a separate second set of treatments. So they said, we suggest that we treat you for the thing that you have no control over, which is hay fever, pollen, trees. Yeah. Whereas, theoretically, you could go clean up your mold and mildew. Yes. But you can't do it when it's not your building. No. And and I mean... When I was working there, and remember when they were fixing it, and there were holes in the roof, and it was leaking, mm-hmm. and there were always buckets, and there were trash cans collecting yes. drips? It's mold and mildew. So that would explain, because my boss is like, what's being out of dust? Thinks that if I dust the studio and vacuum, that I'll be okay. That's that, not your job. Yeah, he makes it our job. Like every, Isn't, are, don't people clean? No, they, they uh, empty the garbage, and oh. they um, kind of cursorily mop the... Linoleum. Yeah, let's be honest. No, they don't. <laughs> no, I see they do because I have to step well, through. I step through the wet. They they put water on the linoleum <laughs> and move it around. <laughs> that's not mopping. That's just playing with water. Okay. <laughs> Get your feet wet and walk barefoot, and then see what happens. It's just black. But my point is that I don't think I sound allergy laden. But you, you I, you're a little worried about yourself. I, oh no, I know I do, but also like my ears driving me crazy, and I know it'll eventually go away. See, I'm used to your the sound of your voice. You sound this is your, a little bit of your rock chick it's voice. My my smoker rock chick voice. So hey. it sounds regular to me. Hey, hey everybody. No, I'm a little. I'm more. I'm a little more congested nasally. But I'm also like I stayed up way too late last night. Well, we both had shows last night. I yeah. also congratulations uh, on a great show. Congratulations on a great show. Thank you. We both had uh, improv shows. Dueling improv shows. Well, if they were in the same zip code, maybe dueling. One, they're not even in the same zip code. Two, they're not even the same kind of show. Right. Totally different. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that what we're proving is that Knoxville is big enough to support enough theater on enough nights. Because yeah. it's actually, it's. I guess I've got that, that feeling where you've known this for years. Where and I've because there's a T-shirt. I know that theater people <laughs> know this expression. I can't come because I have rehearsal. Yeah, and I'm in a. Uh, if I can talk about the front page follies for a second. Yes, of course. 
which you missed. Bruce Patrick says, I thought Krisha was going to be in the show with oh, us. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, I did too, but something came up. There are things. There's so many things. So we'll have to find out what came up, but, because yeah. I have to explain it to dear yeah. Bruce. But um, we have a director, who Terry Silver Alford, who just finished a run of You're in Town at Clarence Brown Theater. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't rehearse us or meet with us until literally about an hour, maybe two hours after the final performance of You're in Town was when we had our first thing. Wow. Oh, he had a matinee on Sunday. And we had our first meeting at 7 p.m. Sunday night. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Which was amazing. And then we had 14 cast members show up. That's which awesome. Which was also amazing because I've been trying hard all winter to recruit people. Oh, I know. I get all the emails. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then one of the people who shows up is, well, I was late because I had a gig, I had an improv gig in Oak Ridge. Yeah, I and saw that. And then another one who had to get there a little late was Melanie Dodson because she was the music, is the music director for Oak Ridge Playhouse's current yeah. show funny thing happened on the way to the forum and uh, she had a matinee in Oak Ridge so she hightailed it and got downtown as quick as she could and she still has three more shows yeah yeah so we got that going on plus while you know from Flying Anvil you have Carrying a Torch yep this is the last week of Carrying a Torch is competing right with now. Oak Ridge Playhouse is competing with well Clarence Brown's CBT, fi- is off this week but yeah. I mean it's mind boggling I mean I had another instance where a lady says to me, well, you must come to my concert. Uh, yes. no, I might save this for the opera show. You should. But she says, you must come to my concert. I said, I'm thinking in my head, well, that's May 10th. There's multiple Marble other things. Marble City, that's this Thursday, this right. coming Thursday. I'm, I'm, I'm invited to Marble City. The symphony is having a concert on Market Square that Jerry and I wanted to go. And then Jerry has rehearsal for the church social, which is I mean, a small yeah. thing. So I had to rearrange stuff and say, well, I need to go to the fancy mm-hmm. concert for, mm-hmm. because it's good PR. Yep, yep. Yep. Good, good business. Good business. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> the next episode, we will get to all that good PR business. But just that whole idea of everything conflicting. So when we have two improv shows uh-huh. that are on the same night, it really doesn't matter. Well, no. And the thing is, like, like with our show, we kind of get to produce it and do what we want and make hybrid shows and bring in other well, explain, and other people. For folks yeah. out of the area, explain what your um, show is. Flying Anvil Theater. Uh, full Disclosure Comedy has a new home at Flying Amble Theater on Tuesday nights, and uh, every Tuesday night. And it's a long-form improv show. It's called Big Fat Laughs. But we also, this past show, we brought in two stand-ups. Which is and, why you had to go buy a microphone. Which is why I had to go buy I a microphone I couldn't figure yesterday. that out. I was explaining to Jerry yesterday. I don't, she was panicked, and I had to talk her down and Google microphones and whatever I said seemed to help. It did, but I will tell you, uh, Best Buy does sell microphones and microphone stands, but not in the store. Only online. Only online. Well, that's but good. Guitar Center was right next door, and the guy gave me a 45% discount. I'm not sure why. Because their prices are marked up 55%. Yeah. Well, so actually, no. The microphone I got yeah. was a very decent. It wasn't the $40 shore or the $50 shore. It was an $80 shore <gasps> that I got. For like less than fifty bucks. Oh, okay, sure. Bucks. Those will last a long time, especially yeah. for stand-up comics, because you see every stand-up comedian, all the all the clubs. Yeah. That's what Side Splitters uses. Those are pretty durable yeah. microphones, and that's what you need with stand-up. It's yes. durable. Um, so we had two stand-ups at this past show. We're not always going to have stand-ups. We're going to have people uh, from the theater community come in and do monologues that we'll improvise. Oh, oh, um, oh! Um, they do that in Cincinnati. They have a, th- a name for it. They bring in someone interesting from uh-huh. the community to come in and tell kind of their elevator speech or their yeah. life story and then they do a whole improv are you familiar with the moth podcast 
it's one that I'm obsessed with. The Moth is, they do a live show every week and it's a theme. Yeah. And people come in and tell true real life stories. Yeah. Not even necessarily a monologue, a life story. They just tell yeah. a story about their life based on the theme. And they're beautiful, wonderful stories. And so uh, what I love is that we call, it's an Armando show. Yeah. And so we just get a word from the audience that inspires the monologist. Uh, it was Clinton Riggs last night who was also a stand-up. Okay. And so he did a stand-up set, and then we got a word from the audience, Smoothie, and he told, like, whatever that makes him think of, true real-life story. Nice. And he talked about when he was a kid, and he was home alone, he and his siblings would make smoothies out of everything in the house. And so then he tells the story, then we improvise, we just start doing scenes, and at any time, Clinton, if he's inspired by something happening in a scene, he stops the scene, tells another story, and then we continue. Oh, that's cool. And so it's a really, really cool format that we um, hope to keep doing and just yeah. bring in people in the community. I mean... Well, this OTR that I saw, I think it was called OTR Improv. Uh -huh. I mean, there was a there's a festival. Yeah. So one of the Cincinnati groups, I'm assuming it was OTR, had a guy who they all seemed to know. He, in fact, was a sponsor of the Improv Festival yeah. and was a bar and restaurant owner. And basically came on and told the story of how he met his wife. Mm -hmm. And everyone in the audience from Cincinnati knew who he was. So he was, oh, you know. Like, he was a prominent. Imagine like a, the Scott West. Right. Or. Um, oh my God. Scott West as a monologist. Holy crap. Can you imagine? Yeah. So you follow what I'm talking about. Somebody yeah, like yeah. notable. Well, he'd be insanely crazy. Oh my gosh. He's yes. even wrote books about I his read time his book. In prison. Ugh. That's, really? Yes. Oh, his book is fantastic. Well, I may have to steal the idea because I perform every Tuesday night in Scott West's bar. Um, if you steal <laughs> our show idea, then we will have trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you can't steal an idea in improv. If you steal a format of a show that is now happening at the same time, I will get pissed. All right. I can see that. But <laughs> do you really think, do you honestly think, knowing me and knowing Einstein Simplified, that we could make that last more than 10 minutes? Did you say 10 minutes? We're short form. We I would know. have somebody come on and tell a story. We do this game called Dude. Mm -hmm. We have somebody come on. We did it last night. Someone comes on and tells a story, and then it gets acted out and monologued and acted and monologued to the point where I was the last one. And I had no idea. This poor woman, it was a, woman, a story about a girl who came up and had done wall sits uh -huh. to get some exercise yes. while she was at work. But then she leaned up against a door and the door did not support her weight, and she <laughs> fell, and that's really the whole story. Well, so someone, t she acts that out, someone else tells a monologue thinking of what they thought it was, mm -hmm. and so on. So the, by the time it gets to me, I'm the sixth person in the Is chain. Is this like a guessing game? Um, it Not really. Okay. I mean, it's, yes, it's got guessing game components. So she tells her story. Yes. And whoever was up there first, let's say it was Fennell probably, then has to now act out her story to the next person. And then which, the next person has to tell the story. So then Aaron Littleton then sees it and tells it to Paul. Paul hears it and then acts it out okay. to Greg, who then tells it to Stephanie, who acts it out to me. So by the time Stephanie has acted it out like to me... Like a telephone. Yeah, I was yeah. the telephone. Roy Delarosa brought it back from Chicago when, when he yeah. was... So that's where we got it, from someplace in Chicago. So by the time it gets to me, I'm seeing Stephanie act out this scene, and it looks like, not wall sits at all, but it looks like she's having some sort of explosive bathroom issue. Well, because, like, like, it always devolves into poop. Well, it didn't have to. But it but generally it does. But if it starts with someone squatting against a wall, it's gonna I can see poop. why yeah. it's going to devolve. So I explained to the audience that, you know, I can look at dead bodies all day. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a dead animal around the, ha- the yard of the house. Mm-hmm. I just pick I'm it up. I'm gonna poke it with a stick. I'm, I remove it. <laughs> I cleanse the area. I bleach it down. Whatever I got to do. It's yeah. not. It's no big deal for me. But I said this is my nightmare is having to talk about poo. Poo. So I just decided. Well, I may as well just go all in. Yeah. Because at that point you just got to hit the gas. Yep. And I had a lot of fun with it because I started realizing I was saying things and I referred to them as doing, I was foreshadowing what was going to happen later in the story because uh-huh. they all knew, everyone knew. I had a lot of fun with that to the point where people came up afterward and said, what is it that grosses you out so much about poo? And I got to tell, in fact, they even subscribed to the podcast because they want to go back and hear <laughs> the story of how Jerry the Brave got her name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and as did some folks from Orlando, they subscribed to the podcast Rock on. because I told them about you. Oh, hi. Hi, folks from Orlando. Yeah. It's nice to meet you. Ish. I'm looking at the microphone as well, if you can they, see me. They said, oh, they t- came up to me after the show and said, oh, you know, we've seen improv before at a place called Sack. And I said, oh, I love Sack Comedy Lab. Sack. Let me tell you about James and Krisha. Yeah. Oh. If you're ever, ever, ever anywhere near Orlando, go to Sack Comedy Lab. They have shows every night and it's fantastic and amazing yeah. and beautiful. So while you're doing long form with full disclosure, yep. I'm doing short form with Einstein Simplified. Yep. And last night's show was a little bit odd. Because Dave Fennell was the host, and he's raising money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Trying to get that Man of the Year badge away from Frank. Right, and you can go back and listen to voluminous episodes from a year ago about that yes. campaign. Oh, if you would love to hear. <laughs> no. <laughs> and his brother Darren kept coming up and putting more money in the jar to add letter replacement restrictions to Dave, forcing Dave to be into games. At one point, he paid money to make Dave play party quirks on all fours. Oh, I mean, wow. So it was a bit of a weird show and a bit of a weird cluster in that regard yeah but like i i remember i had to play a possum in some game so i'm crawling around on the floor and that's why i'm a little sore this morning in fact i'm feeling it i was looking like as we're talking i'm looking at the bruises on my body my yeah i saw pictures you were all playing puppies and dogs well i i don't even know what happened at that point yeah i yeah you know yeah there's no telling and then on uh my wife put money in the jar to get us to play king's court but she made me the queen Lovely. And I don't know why one of, one of the improvisers kept calling me sir. Obviously, I look like a dude, but you know. Uh, so I kept they saying. they weren't committed to the bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just read queened him. I'm like, off with his head. <laughs> and he finally, he kept, you know, he knew it, yeah. but he couldn't wrap his head around it. So, because he kept, you know, wanting to call me. Yeah. He had these, these trite phrases in his brain that he kept repeating. So I'm trying to break him of that. So I'm ready to behead him. And then when he gets it, I wouldn't let him leave. I made him sit in timeout. That's awesome. That's awesome. You sit in timeout. And then the next one's trying to tell me that he's a monk. And I decide that, he well, you should have a vow of silence. So you may not speak. <laughs> and he doesn't get it. He doesn't, he doesn't understand that I'm seriously saying, you may not speak for the rest of the scene. Or it's off with your head. And finally he's like oh i have to pantomime we can do that you know because I'm, I'm breaking rules and you know we've got auditionees in the audience going what is he doing he's breaking all these rules there are no rules yeah rules are rules are delightful guidelines to get you started right exactly they're helpful hints they're helpful hints like when i was the opossum on the corner on the floor i was twisted all around backwards with my back to the audience i'm like oh crap what do i do now so i just became louder and bounced my voice off the back wall yeah because i knew i could do it but in the auditions, I've told them, no, turn around, cheat out. Yeah. No, we uh, we coached uh, Bearden's high school team a couple days ago, uh, Monday, and it was so great because, one, they're already so much better than we are. What? Yeah, man. They're high school kids, and they're brilliant, and they have so much confidence and power and energy and passion. And uh, there was one scene that 
that I was so proud of all of the improvisers because there was one, because as there always is, there was one guy who was probably just up in too many scenes, a little uh. overexcited, and uh, jumped up <laughs> in this scene. There were three, three women improvising. It was a game show, and uh, they were the three women were talking to the host about what their favorite month was. There was a guy who had jumped up in the scene and he had like his moment had had passed but he was still committed and at one point he was like hey uh, uh, i have something to say and one of the females turned around she said no no you do not and turned right back and i was just so happy because that's a hard thing to do right and on the surface it looks like she has broken a rule by denying him but it fit in that scenario you're right <laughs> <laughs> you amuse me. <laughs> uh, oh, God. That's the thing is you can still be each other. And that was one thing when we went to the Atlanta Improv Festival. There was a group that I love so much because they they would be in the middle of a scene, but they would also call each other out as players if they did mess something up or if they misspoke a word. That became the whole game of the scene. Mm -hmm. And it's so much fun to see people playing with each other. Mm. And that's like, to me, if you're playing with each other, Forget the rules of the game. Who cares if you figure out the answer? Who cares if your factual information is right? But if you're having fun yeah. with each other, you're doing all right. Now, I know that you guys took that piece of advice and used it in a full disclosure show because you told me we had this conversation yes. on the phone. Well, did I tell you that I took that lesson from you and used it a week ago in Einstein Simplified? No. Well, I did. What'd you do? Well... One of the games I despise, <laughs> but you are you're in it, so you don't. I, you know, you yeah. just you go as cheerfully as you can. And I decided because we had this you because find we, what you like, what you can love about the game. Because we had this conversation mm -hmm. about if you're in a game you don't like, just find something to like about it. Yeah. So the game is Survivor, and four players act out a scene, and then Paul, as the host, and several of them do this. Don't tell you it's Survivor until after you've paused until the scene. It's all right, now we're gonna eliminate one of the actors and the other three are gonna to have to recreate the exact same scene, filling in for the missing person, and then you do it with two people, and then finally you have to right. do it with one person. So, you know, you, they spring it on you as kind of like pull the rug out from under you thing, yeah. but Paul has done that to us enough times so where you know. that when we're down to the late in the show and is calling for four people and he doesn't announce what the game is, we're like, okay, okay. it's... I'm making eye contact around, you know, everyone seems to be on the same page. Right. We know what we're doing here. So what that Keep means is... Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> well, or actually it's... Devolves into chaos. Um, I think it's better to add motion because you have to remember. You have oh, to no. do the scene over and over again. So if you, when you get the rug pulled out from under you is because you have fallen into the trap of doing a talking head scene and now you've got to remember everyone's dialogue. No, that's what I mean by keep it simple. Keep it simple, make it big, right. make it bold. Yeah. Simple so, story. So we're doing big animal movements and it's at the zoo and at some point, I have not even a main character in the thing, but it looked like, I guess the, the chimpanzee or the gorilla had swung down and swept up the child and I come out and shoot the gorilla. And of course everyone gets upset because I've now harambeed. Right. All right. So now it's time to do the scene over again. And I, I make eye contact with Fennell. I'm like, F this. So I think at this point, the way it has, has devolved around, I am the kid instead of being the shooter. Right. All right. I'm the kid who has now been 
swept up. So when it comes time to shoot the gorilla, I jump in front of the bullet. Wonderful. <laughs> so the kid is now dead. <laughs> so I have now. And that's great because so you, you broke the rule, but that's right. a great choice. So now everyone has mind blown and they're like, oh my God, we're in the alternate universe where Harambe lived. Right. So, <laughs> so and, and of course, the scene was probably better for it right. because because something unexpected happened. Right. So then we still have to do it two, one or two more times, but it doesn't matter. I was in it the next time, but then Dave was the last yeah. one standing. I had to do it yet again. We did some other different twist. Yeah. And he and I realized that the game within the game is we are making up new scenes that are similar, but right. F you and your rule because about it being exact. And that's the thing is like, yes, that's a great guideline. And that's such a beautiful thing is that you have permission to do that if everybody's with you. Right. And in this scenario, there's only three other people yeah. on stage with me. And... You know, and really, Dave and I were the ones who were most interacting. So he and I, yeah, you, you know, knew, we, and you were playing we, with each other, right? We didn't even have to say anything. Yeah, you just, we just knew. You're just playing with each other, and that's the great thing. And the only time that it's hard is when you meet that resistance, and when somebody's like, "Nope, that's not how it's supposed to go." Yeah. Well, that's cool, and yeah, there are times when you need to stick to it because you've all agreed that we're going to stick to right. it. Right, and when you're learning. It's in you when you're with people you don't know. Yeah, of course you fall back on the rules yeah. of party quirks and the rules of whatever scene it is. Right. Yeah, like if you're doing rules of a herald or whatever. But also, if you've been together long enough, it's great. It's so much I, fun. I just remembered which scene it was. Remember, I said my wife put money in the jar to bail me out of, of letter replacement. It wasn't that. It was free flow. Oh. <laughs> he announces free flow. My wife puts money in the jar. Nope. <laughs> Frank, sit down. Sit down, Frank. You're done here. You're gonna be the queen. Oh right. my gosh. So what else is going on? I'm getting ready to go to Charleston on Friday. And. West Virginia or South Carolina? South Carolina. And what fall? Uh, a really close friend of mine's getting married. Yeah. And we were invited to the wedding. They both are from Knoxville, but they decided to get married in Charleston. How's that? Because uh, they said, hey, Charleston's pretty. It's a destination wedding. Kinda. Uh, but they're getting married in a gorgeous Francis Marion Hotel. Mm. Um, I've never been to Char. I've been through Charleston, but I've never stayed in Charleston. I've been on the radio in Charleston, but I've never been to Charleston. So James and I are excited because it's a beautiful, historic mm -hmm. city. Uh, but also, we found a rare find Airbnb one block from the beach in Isle of Palm or Foley Beach, Foley nice. Beach. So we are staying on the beach. Oh. We're leaving Friday morning. It's going to be 80-something degrees. The water temperature is in the 70s. Uh -huh. And I'm fairly certain we won't make it to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, babe, we're going to the beach. And he's like, yes, but we're going to a wedding. I was like, eh. 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 Oh. They'll, they'll need you to show up. That was a wasp that oh, landed the, on my leg. Oh, sorry. He yeah, they, they there's wasps that live under this podcast porch, and they come up through the cracks. Oh, well, this one there came is, down. He's over there on the screen yeah. over there. This one came down from the somewhere and landed right on my I'm leg. Sorry, we'll have to swat him and kill him. Uh, I guess. Mm. Excuse so, me. So, all right, Charleston for a wedding. I'm yeah. going to Front Royal, Virginia, for a wedding, but not till June. Yeah. I bought an airline ticket, a one-way airline ticket. Look at you. You're not going to do all that him and hall driving thing you, ever got, you did last time you had to go somewhere. Oh, it'll happen, but here's here's the plan. Oh, jeez. Here's the plan. And we did already have a lot of the hemming and the hawing has but, already occurred. Like, you were hemming and hawing like two days of and the day of. Well, this one, what's been decided oh, is that... Which means Jerry decided. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> is it's her sister's daughters, her niece. Uh -huh. But I want to point out the relation, not just... Her sister's daughter, sister, cousin. Yeah. So mm -hmm. um, this young woman <laughs> is getting married, and Jerry wants to go up early 
and help her sister right, with whatever, right. be the mother of the bride things. Yes, yes. So Jerry's going to pack the car, put all of my wedding clothes in it, and my vacation clothes, and most everything yes. that I will need will have to be packed and loaded in the car on Father's Day. And off she goes. Shoomed away. And then I will work for the, a few days. Uh-huh. The remainder of the spring book, if that's yeah. <laughs> for your benefit, in Bruce. In June, <laughs> I'll finish out the spring book, and then, <laughs> and then the day I don't miss it. <laughs> and then the day after the spring book ends, I will fly. And I and remember how you uh, helped me last year uh-huh. get the app for the airline. Yes. Okay. Have I told you the story yet? No. I need to tell you the story. So last I'm just year, remembering. Yeah, we, we, I was hemming and hawing and just trying to get to New York for my graduation speech. God knows, yes. And you said you need to get the app. And I'm like, I was worried about something, not having enough memory on my phone, whatever. So I signed up for the app from the airline. But now, since then, I've gotten a new phone. I am not logged into the app anymore. Right. And I thought I had enough miles to get a free flight. So I'm checking, and I do have Ooh. enough miles for a free one-way flight if I leave at 5 in the morning and change planes somewhere else and spend seven hours trying to get 500 oh, miles. Good. So if I wanted to take a better flight, I'd have to spend 30,000 miles. I don't have 30,000 miles. I only have 12,000 miles. Yes. So I thought, you know what? At this point in time, the flights are $220, which is as cheap as you are going to get from Knoxville, and you're Tennessee. You're going to hem and haw, and you're going to hem and haw until it's six hundred dollars. So I bought it for two hundred twenty dollars. Yay! I'm so proud of you. But I want to use the app now. Mm-hmm. I want to get credit for my miles, and I want to log into the account. I want to buy it through the app. Correct. I made this decision. In fact, I did hem and haw because Jerry had fallen asleep, and I'm like, I thought she wanted me to buy either the six a.m. or the nine a.m. flight. Right. Which, as you know would be disastrous. That would be terrible for me. And there's a 6 p.m. flight that gets in at 8 p.m. And I'm thinking, oh, man. That would be better for me. But that means she's got to drive in from Front Royal to to Reagan National, which is a long drive. It's almost almost 100 miles. Yeah. To pick me up at 8 p.m., she's going to hate that. So I didn't buy the ticket. So the next morning, I'm like, ah. I, she said, did you buy the ticket? I'm like, well, no. I hemmed and hawed. I hemmed and hawed because I saw this other flight. She says, what do you mean, other flight? It was at 6 p.m. You're supposed to buy the 6 p.m. and that gets in at 8 p.m. I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought I said, but you wanted me to buy the morning flight. She says, no, you're not going to. No. <laughs> I love that you thought she wanted you to get a morning flight because she knows you. Right. So she said, get the evening flight. Now, now everything's fine. But I want to buy it on the app. Okay. I can't remember my password. Uh-huh. So you go to the Forgot park. Forgot password. But there's a series of security questions you oh, must Jesus. answer. And I thought, this is crazy. So they want to know things like my favorite teacher. Um, Which you already answered these questions right, when you when set you, it up. When I set it up, when you were there. And what's my, um, <laughs> somewhere I've traveled. and Oh, God, I hate these. Uh, and most exotic food I've ever eaten. Uh-huh. Which turned out to be the one that, that threw me. Uh-huh. So I can't, I can't figure it out. I cannot answer the security questions so I have to I have to I have to call the person how come you remember and I can't remember (laughs) it's figs Frank (laughs) that's not the most exotic food but it's freaking figs Frank so I am putting in octopus oh my god and it's figs and squid and mako shark you would put figs I am putting unami and I'm putting I feel like I could answer all of your security questions yeah you probably could and and apparently I put the I, it's on the on the teacher 
I had put her honorific, you know, miss in front of it. Yes. And when I'm trying to log back in, it says it only asks for the last name. So I'm trying to just put in the last name. Of course, right. that's incorrect. So I call the lady. <laughs> And they tell you, well, there's a 37 to 52 minute wait. Oh, criminy. So we will call you back. You will not you lose your place in line. Okay, so, that's all right, cool. Oh, so, I like that, though. So the airline, it's about 45 minutes mm-hmm. later, the airline calls me back. And I explain my dilemma. And I said, well, I know the answer to the destination. Uh-huh. She says, yes, that's correct. And I said, I think I know the answer to the teacher. It was either one of these three teachers. And she said, well, one of those is correct. And... I say, well, maybe it was this one. And she says, yes, but you put the word miss in front of it instead right. of just the just last, the last name. name. So I'm like, oh. And then she's trying to help me spell my teacher's name. I'm like, I know how to spell it. Because it's a picture because it's a really hard to spell right, right, right. exotic name. So I said, no, I'm like, I know how to spell that name. And now I'm up to the food question. <laughs> We're down to the food question. And I'm like, well, I don't know where in the world I have reached this customer service agent. Right. Because it's got that. That din, that din of a call center in another part of the world. And it's got, you know, I'm saying, well, the most exotic food I've ever eaten. I said, I thought it might have been octopus. She's like, no, it was less exotic. She says, no, this isn't very exotic at all. And I'm like, oh, where does she in the world that this food is not exotic to her? Uh, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. You ran man the crap out of it. But it is exotic to me. And finally, she got frustrated and just said, It's figs, Frank! That's, that's exactly what she said. <laughs> I'm like, that's not exotic! I have that every day! <laughs> but of course you're going to put figs. If it's a food question, you're going to put figs. Well, I need to change it How do you it not now? know that about yourself? Because in the past year, since I signed up for that account, you thought I was fig crazy before? I started going to the Holy Land market on Sutherland uh-huh. and buying these freshly imported, or if you will, dried figs. They're dried figs, but they're still kind of moist because uh-huh. they've just come in from Jordan or moist. somewhere. Somebody uh, just shuddered when you said that word. What? Moist? Yeah. Some people Why don't do like people hate word. the word moist? I don't know. Some people don't like the word panty. How do you feel about the word foist? I like foist. I am foisting myself upon you, which happened to me at some point. All right, so then, hoist, yeah. foist. Yeah. So anyhow, I, we, I want to take you there. I, okay. And we resp- I thought we were going to do a podcast there. Oh my god! Don't even. No, I thought we were going. I really did. I know. So I go. But then so, you like texted me they were closed or something. I know. I well, this is what happened. I pull up well, in hey, front. Hey. It's raining, and I hadn't heard. And I was at the chiropractor, and I thought, oh well, I'll just go. It's yeah. on the way home. I'm just going to go in case she's there. And the sign says, closed for private party. I'm like, oh my God. So I text you, I think they're closed. Are you in, basically wondering where you are. And no reply from you. So then I'm like, oh no, what am I gonna do? I'm now completely, you know me. Yeah. I'm so in my head. Like, what have I done to offend her? What have I done, how is the restaurant closed? What is wrong here? And everything is just, it's all crashing down on me. And I call the restaurant and I say, are you really closed for private party? I can see you in there. (laughs) (laughs) I see you. And she's like, Oh, that was yesterday. We forgot to take down the sign. So she comes and takes the sign down. Nice. And at this point, I realize I'm not going to hear from you. You must be busy. You I must was be dead. Is what I something's was. wrong. I was dead. So I go in, and then I just say, "Well, I'll go shopping for figs." <laughs> so I'm going to look for this this Lebanese fig preserve that yes, I had yes. bought before. And the guy says to me, "Oh, no, no, you should get this one over here that my grandmother likes. It's from Jordan, and it's fig." Marmalade. Oh dear! And it really tastes similar, but yeah. it's very thick and it's got anise in it yes. and sesame oh, seeds. Oh, I love it! And it's very Middle Eastern yes. and it's fantastic. 
Yes. Oh, yeah, you got to put some feta cheese in there. You got to wrap bacon. You got to oh, do this. You got to do that. Geez. You got to do this. And I'm like, I can just eat it from a spoon. But he pulls out a jar and gives me a spoonful of it oh to, to convince me baby food feeding you. to switch brands of imported You're fig like, preserves. Dude, you sold me at Delicious. Yeah, it's a dollar more. So he upsold me. Right. And then he goes into the back and pulls out a shrink-wrapped case of these newly arrived dried figs. And oh, he pops them God. open and he's, he's like, Christmas, Santa Claus, or whatever. You found someone who loves figs as much as you and do. And he starts hand, wants to hand them out to everybody. And I buy a pound of them right on the spot. You know? And he's like passing them around. Oh my God. So we got to go there. Okay. His name is Walter. Walter? Yeah. That's odd. <laughs> I don't think it's That's his, not his given, given name. name. I think his given name probably also starts with W. Yes. But that just he's but yeah. he's also a New Yorker, so he's got a very New York attitude. Yeah, I, so it's do, a, it's, I love that. It's a Holy Land Market slash New York deli. Dude, I'm in. And they have falafel and Rubens. I am. Can I get a <laughs> falafel Ruben? Of course you can. Oh my god, we need and to they, wrap this bad boy up. And they listen we? to my station on this on the speakers. So oh, I cool. Appreciate them for that. I, I'm curious to know what happened. What happened? Yeah, you said you were dead. Why I I was dead. I evaporated. I was dead. I don't even remember. Um, was that when everything was going on with my mother-in-law or oh, my stepmother oh. or all of the other things that have happened? Oh. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, that deserves another episode. Oh, dude, it's oh, let's let's recap really quickly. Um my granny can't drive anymore because she forgot where she was like she forgot where she was and how to get home. My mother-in-law uh, had some fluid building up on her legs, went to the doctor, and uh, pulled into my driveway. I said, hey, how'd they go? What'd the doctor say? And she said, well, it's either uh, kidney failure or heart failure. I'm going to go home and eat my Wendy's. And then backed out of my driveway and drove away. And then my yeah. stepmother had massive reconstructive surgery on her ankle, which she hurt months and months ago, and has been laid up and is unable to move. Like, she can't ambulate anywhere yeah. um, and so that's uh, all of it has been a giant cluster so uh -huh. if any given moment and if I am missing that's what has happened right. and I started and quit a new job within one week so jeez <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> yeah because when the person who hired you gets fired it is probably not a good sign and yeah. you should just walk away if you don't want complications oh, so I know which job you're talking about yeah yeah oh it's yeah like, well, and it was a throwaway job. It was just something to keep me busy. Yeah. Well, I feel like um, after the rough spell, we had a lovely date together. We did. As we went to go see my wife, which is odd and and, and requires some explanation it as well. It really does. So you should listen to the next episode of Some Antics with Krisha and Frank. Bye, Bruce. I love you, Bruce. I'm sorry I'm not doing follies. I love you.